Miracy. Hi there. My name is Jeff, and I'm one of the members of Miracy FM's podcast team. In celebration of the holiday season, we were once again asked to select our favorite episode for each of the shows that we work on. This year, I wanted to share an episode which we only recently released, and that would be Perry Marshall. Perry Marshall is our 76th episode of Making It. That's 76 weeks in a row of scheduling, interviewing, and editing. A beloved process, but a process nonetheless. That's why when Perry said that 99.5% of the world may be sleepwalking, I was immediately reminded to be just a little more present when doing the things I love. So thanks for tuning in. Happiest of holidays to you. And please, enjoy Perry's episode of Making It. I'm Perry Marshall, and you're listening to Making It. I'm the author of 8020 Sales and Marketing, the definitive guide to making more and working less. I started building stereo equipment for my own use when I was 13, and the only possible way that I could afford to do another interesting project was if I sold the last thing I made. And so when I was 14 years old, I ran an ad in the paper and a guy walked out of my house with a pair of speakers under his arm that I had built in shop class. And he gave me a check for $60. And that was my first dollar as an entrepreneur. And I continued pursuing that. And by the time I was a senior in high school, I was selling my brand of speakers in a local stereo shop next to Denon and B&W and brands like that. In retrospect, there weren't very many kids that I knew that, that were doing things like that in Lincoln, Nebraska. Well, I remember when the guy walked out with my speakers under his arm and, uh, and gave me a check. My dad was sitting in the living room reading a newspaper and uh, he like didn't really do or say anything until the guy left. But after the guy left, he high-fived me and he was extremely proud. And then um, when I got the contract to sell my speakers at a dealer, he was in the hospital at the time. He, he actually had terminal cancer, but I went to the hospital and I told him about it and he was just beaming. And I went back later that night and all of his friends had heard about this. So. He was clearly proud of me. And I think that was also a pretty important step because that was one of the last interactions I ever had with my dad. And I think it was very good and healthy that I felt like he approved of me and what I was doing. I got a degree in electrical engineering. And the reason that I did that was because as a guy who had been building stereo equipment for the previous five years, I knew that I understood how to look up a formula or a template in a book and put something together and get it to work. But I knew that I didn't really understand why or how that it worked at a deep level. And I just had this very deep, primal need to understand how things work. And I knew that if I got an electrical engineering degree, I would be really close to that. So that's what I did. I spent five and a half years in engineering school. 
And then I became an acoustical engineer after that. And that's a job that I had for three years until I got laid off, at which time I was kind of forced to go into sales. At the first job I had for two years, I was almost always in the wrong place at the wrong time, selling the wrong thing to the wrong person. And I didn't really know how to fix that. But the 80-20 rule says that 80% of what you do only produces 20% of what you get. And the other 20% of what you do produces 80% of what you get. That is a 16x. It means that the productive stuff is 16 times more productive than the unproductive stuff. And what I, the bad habit that I cultivated for a long time was doing the bottom 80% and being very effective and then flogging myself to do it harder. Um, There is this notion out there that I hear a lot that you just need to work 10 times harder. Well, if you're genuinely a lazy bum and you have no work ethic, then maybe that's true. But for most people that I meet, working 10 times as hard, doing what already is not working is the stupidest thing you could ever do. The way that I became self-employed was I started out at this company as their marketing manager. And in four years, we grew my part of the business from $200,000 to $4 million. And the company got sold for $18 million. And I got a little bit of stock options out of it. And the company got sold immediately after September 11, 2001. And that was a very strange and crazy time. Nobody was buying anything. Everybody was freaked out. The phones were not ringing. And the new company that bought our company offered me a job. And it wasn't a very good job, but it was a job. And I was terrified and everybody was terrified. And my wife said, Perry, don't take that job. This is your chance to hang out your shingle. You've wanted to own your own business for a long time. This is your chance. Take it. And so I hung out my shingle and it worked extremely well. It was very good advice because even though everybody was scared and nervous and the world had suddenly changed, people still had to meet their sales quotas and they still had to pay their employees and everything else. And so I got myself a couple of gigs doing marketing communications work and I was now self-employed. And it was so wonderful instead of driving to work and dealing with all the office politics, Uh, wake up in the morning, go down in my basement, sit down, turn on the stereo and start writing or doing marketing work or whatever I was doing on my own terms in my house, paying my bills, covering my car payment. It was magically amazing. I believe that 99% of the people in the world are sleepwalking. Sometimes I think it's 99.5%. We live in the most extraordinary time. All the world's information is at your fingertips. Uh, You could fly around to almost anywhere in the world, stay there for a week and come back for maybe $3,000. You can get in touch with Almost anybody in the world, unless they're super famous or, you know, have bodyguards and handlers, which very few numbers wise, very few people in the world are like that. Most people can be found and are accessible. And we have such a unprecedented opportunity to make 
massive amounts of progress in very short periods of time with small amounts of money and energy. And most people are drugged out watching TikTok or Facebook or Netflix or YouTube and just being carried along by the current, clicking on whatever somebody puts in front of them. And I think it's a tragic waste of humanity and potential. And not only that, I think we answer for that. I mean, whether you believe in hell or karma or natural selection or however your belief system is constructed, I believe all of us pay a price for sleepwalking through life. And man, like if you're drugged out on social media half the day and you're constantly pulling your phone out, looking for the next dopamine hit, man, you are living your life the wrong way. I will never forget about three months into being my own boss. Maybe a month before, my wife had taken me to Ikea and we'd spent maybe a thousand bucks on a desk and a futon and some lights and like to make this little corner of the basement into some semblance of a nice little office. And I remember it was just before Christmas and I had made $12,000 that month, which was more money than I'd ever made in my life. And I was sitting down in my office and I had Christmas lights running across the ceiling and I was playing some music. And I think I found a CD on the internet and said, that looks like a CD I'd like to listen to. And I bought it and I had the money to buy it. Like buying a $12 CD was kind of a big deal compared to where I'd been from before. And it was like, wow, like this is really great. Why I could really dig this. And, you know, I wasn't making massive amounts of money. I hadn't won a Nobel Prize or anything like that, but I was living life on my own terms. I was paying my bills. I had a wife and three kids, two of them in diapers, and I could wake up in the morning. And if I wanted to go outside and walk around the block or go to the convenience store and buy a Starbucks double shot, I could do that. And I didn't have to ask anybody's permission. And it was great. To me, making it means doing what you are designed to do. I don't believe that we just pick whatever we want to do out of a hat. I think we are destined to move in certain directions. And I, I'm not saying that we don't have any choice in the matter, but I am saying that there is a way that we are put together and there's a, a certain inclination that we have to be a certain way. And I think we need to be in harmony with that purpose. And I think when we're not, we're frustrated and restless and prone to addictions and bad habits. And I think when we're doing that, we're very happily engaged and we're in pursuit of dreams that are meaningful to us and we can really make a impact in the world in a way that fits who we are. And I think that's what making it is. I'm Perry Marshall, and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me at perrymarshall.com. Making It is part of the Mirror CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Just Between Coaches. 
This episode of Making It was produced by Danny Bermant and Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb is a supervising producer. Danny Innie is our executive producer. Post-production by Post Office Sound. So you catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.